there and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Um, now, growing up, I was never a massive fan of superheroes. Um, I was never a comic book guy. Um, I didn't really care that much. I would much rather watch sport. However, Marvel came along, and all of a sudden, superheroes were cool. Uh, I spent the last five years of my life waiting for the end of the Avengers to find out what was going to happen. Now, no spoilers, because there may be people in the room that have never watched it. And if that's the case, you probably don't really care, but I'm not going to spoil it anyway. Um, But there are three superheroes in particular that I really appreciate. Um, Who knows who this guy is? Captain America. Anybody know what his actual name is? Steve Rogers. Matt. Yeah. Of course Matt knows. Uh, This one, we've already met. Who's this guy? Hulk. Uh, Other than Matt, what's his real name? Bruce Banner. Yes, Jackson. Uh, And finally, this guy. Spider-Man. Who's got no idea who any of these comic book heroes are? Okay, cool. Uh, Anybody know Spider-Man's real name? Oh, there are too many. Okay, the one that we all know, Peter Parker, right? Uh, Here's why I specifically want to look at these three guys, because of the Marvel superheroes, there are some that are born with their powers. So, like... uh, Thor. Thor is a demigod. Like, he's not got anything special about him other than the fact he's a demigod and extremely good looking. (laughs) These guys, however, are ordinary blokes until something happens to them. Spider-Man gets bitten by a spider and all of a sudden has the power to shoot webs and climb walls and do all that spiders do. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Candy train. Move on. <laughs> Captain America was just a nice guy from Brooklyn? Queens. <laughs> Captain America was just a nice guy, but somebody saw the niceness in him and went, we can use that, then gave him some super serum that turned him into Captain America. He's just an ordinary guy until something within him changed or something was put in him. Uh, Bruce Banner was a doctor, a physicist, a very clever man. I won't go any further because I'll get it wrong. <laughs> Until he, the gamma radiation hit him, and all of a sudden, he, when, he, when he's really angry, because the truth behind Hulk is he's always angry, uh, he turns into this guy, a superhero. Anybody see where I'm going to try and go with this? Yeah? I want to ask you, how often do you feel like you're just ordinary? How often do you look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and go, (laughs) Here's the questions I ask. Where did that hair go? Where did these bags come from? And where did those bags come from? I ask questions like, what on earth am I still doing in this role? What on earth am I doing there? How have I... How have I been trusted to raise two kids? I don't know what I'm doing with myself. 
Anybody else find themselves looking in the mirror and asking, maybe not those questions, but similar questions? Asking yourself, like, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to achieve what I'm supposed to achieve in my workplace? Kids, how many of you look in the mirror and think, how am I supposed to get the grades that my teachers want me to get? Or think, how am I supposed to make my parents proud of me? Answer number one, tidy your bedroom. <laughs> Answer number two, tell them that you love them, and then everything's good. <coughs> but how many of us just feel ordinary all of the time? I can't tell you how often those thoughts come to my head. But the truth is, every single one of us has the opportunity to be extraordinary, to be heroes. And particularly in this house, to be heroes of the house. Now, like Spider-Man, like Captain America, and like Bruce Banner, I think there is one very important thing that within us changes us from being ordinary to being extraordinary. There's the link. Good, huh? <laughs> and we all know what that thing is. That thing is Jesus. With Jesus, you and I become extraordinary when we work in the purposes that he has for us. Uh, and it's not just me that thinks this. And it's not just us that can experience this, but the Bible is full of people, we may say characters, but full of people that went from being ordinary to being extraordinary with him and for him. And this morning, there's one person that I want to talk to you about very briefly that examples this perfectly, because really, he's just a bloke. He was just an ordinary bloke. Now, in the world today, um, this may not be a particularly welcomed conversation, but if you were to imagine the blokiest bloke in the world, we're going to keep using the word bloke because it's quite cool, what do you picture? And please shout some words out at me. What is the blokiest bloke in the world? What does he look like? What does he do? Maybe what's his job? Shout some ideas. A builder. Okay, let's, let's build on that. What do builders look like in your head? Stereotypical builders. Scruffy, big, <laughs> tattoos, musky, a beard. Uh, for anyone who didn't hear that, builder's bum. When you think of a builder, uh, I don't know about you, but I work with builders, like they're not the cleanest of mouthed people. There are some interesting words that come out that you think, where did you learn that? And why do I... Anyway, uh, <laughs> they smell. A lot of builders I know smell. And not because they're dirty, just because their work is manual labor, right? Uh, a lot of the builders I know have got big, muscular hands. Like, you shake their hand and you think, ah! <laughs> My hand will never be the same again. <laughs> but a blokey bloke, right? That's a builder. That's, that's what you picture. And... Um, and here's, here's the blokey bloke that I want to talk to you about from the Bible. It's a guy called Peter. Now, many of us will have heard of Peter before. Um, he wasn't a builder. <laughs> I told you. Biblically, the blokiest bloke that you will meet is a fisherman. Because they would go out on the seas and they would have to face, like, torrid storms. They would be working really long hours. They would probably stink because they're working with fish and probably because they didn't have Lynx Africa in those days to make them smell <laughs> lovely. 
the fishermen would have been renowned as being the guys that work hard. They would have had a, have a reputation as like, they're the guys that go out and do the work that nobody else wants to do. And Peter was one of these guys. So then when you think of ordinary, in my head, I picture people like Peter. I picture the, the guy that like, doesn't really care about the world around him that much. Like at the end of work would go for a beer or six with his friends. And that would just be Monday night. He'd be the guy that would wake up at five to go to the boats and then finish work at five in the evening and then spend a long time in the pub. Peter was an ordinary bloke. And yet, the incredible things that happened through Peter because of who was in him was extraordinary. Peter is a hero of our faith. And, and just how much of a hero was he? Uh, he denied Jesus three times, and yet Jesus still said this of him in Matthew 16, verse 13, and we're going to read through. It says this, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, or Peter as we know him, answered this. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. A blokey bloke realizes who the son of God is just by spending time with him. Now, you can be ordinary and not get that, or you can be, extra, like you can be ordinary and really understand that, and that changes in your world. That changes you, right? Jesus goes on to say this, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gate, gates of Hades will not overcome it. In three years, Peter spent time with Jesus and would have learned so much. He'd have gone from being this uneducated bloke to being a man that has spent time in the presence of the Messiah and learnt as much as he possibly could have done in that time. And he's gone from being this ordinary bloke to being something extraordinary. So extraordinary that Jesus says, hey, I'm not around here for much longer, but when I go, I'm going to build my church on you. Now, you don't do that with somebody who's just ordinary, do you? Because if you do, it's going to fail. And we know it goes on that Peter becomes the great apostle. Uh, Catholics believe he's the one stood at the gate of heaven that welcomes people in. And that's quite an honor, isn't it? And yet, he was just an ordinary bloke who sat in a fishing boat, smelt a bit, but worked hard and spent time with the Messiah. Now, I don't know if there are any fishermen in the room. I can't smell any, so that seems like a good, a good place to be. But in your ordinary, I wonder, what are the extraordinary things that God could do through you when you work with Jesus, when you come in partnership with him, when you allow him to do something beyond your expectation? 
as one church, we're talking about this expansion project. We're talking about how God wants to expand us as a network into what he has for us. But that only happens when we as individuals take responsibility too. So I want to ask you this morning, for you, where you're at, what's the expansion that God wants to do with you? And imagine what that could look like if you partnered with him and allowed him the freedom to do so. Could you go from being the smelly fisherman to being the rock on which the church is built? Could you go from being the five, six, seven, eight-year-old that has nothing to do but go to school and do what your parents say to being somebody that can be relied on? Maybe. Could you be that ordinary parent that always gets things wrong, that becomes not an idol, but a great example to the next generation of parents? Maybe you're in this room this morning and you're thinking, there's nothing special about me whatsoever. Welcome to the club. But with Jesus, I genuinely believe that each and every one of us has a role to play and has something extraordinary that we can see happen in our life. Because this house is a house of heroes. And whether you feel it or not, let me tell you that to somebody, to us, you are a hero. There are stories in this room of loss, but of people that even in that stand firm and say, but my God, but my God. And those of you that do that, to me, you are a hero. There are people in this room that you fought battles time and time again and feel like you just fail every step of the way. But the fact that you get back up, brush yourself down and go, come on, we're going again. And with the help of Jesus, we're going to beat this. You're a hero. Because the ordinary stays down, the superhero, the hero gets up and goes, come on, we go again. We go again. We go again. There are stories of great faith of great trust. There are stories of healing. There are stories of like genuinely sitting before God and saying, I have nothing but. And for every one of you with a story that says, I may be ordinary, but with Jesus I can. We celebrate you. Because we make a difference. And here's what this house looks like when we as heroes step up and do what God is asking of us. We see stories like Crush and Carry yesterday where we've got families that are coming through and babies <laughs> joining that weren't there at the beginning. We're seeing new families come in and not just come in but having conversations like I thought this was a really strict church but the response being it's really not. Bring your family along and I believe we will see those families in this place. I believe it. But that happens because you, in your ordinary, said, hey, Jesus, I'll partner with you and do what you ask of me. And for every single one of us, there's more. There's more. So at We Are One, Simon spent Saturday afternoon telling us about the expansion project for We Are One, uh, for, for One Church, sorry. And, uh, and for many of you, I would guess your first response is, that sounds great for you. Or that sounds great for the team around you. But here's what that call really is. Hey, are you willing to step out of your ordinary and see the extraordinary happen?
Because as we, as a network, expand, we need each of us to play our part. And you may feel ordinary, you may feel like you have nothing to give, but here's the truth. When we partner with Jesus and when we allow him to do in us what he wants to, we can do all things through him who gives us strength according to his purpose. And you may feel like nothing, but with Jesus, ah, the difference that you can make, the change that you can bring about, the works that you can do, the people that you will see encounter Jesus and become saved, ah, there are 46 of us in this room this morning. I had to count for our numbers. But imagine if 46 of us said yes, put our hands up and made a move, the difference that could be made. That excites me. And I hope it excites you too. This morning's a really short message because the truth is we spent a long time in worship, but it was a good place to be. And because we want this to be a real simple message of with Jesus when you allow him to work within you, extraordinary things can happen. And so I'm going to wrap up. Liam's just going to come and play some music behind me. And, and for many of us, I know that this isn't a new message. For many of us, I know that this is something that we've heard time, time and time and time again. And for some of us, even more than that, because we've been a Christian for a really, really long time. But maybe the reminder is necessary, and we just need to be told again, like, Jesus in you, equals extraordinary. Stop looking at yourself in the mirror and speaking the ordinary over yourself, saying, I can't, and begin to say, with him, imagine. With him, imagine. In your workplace, the difference that could be made if you stopped naysaying yourself and allowed Jesus to be big in your life. Imagine the difference in your classroom, kids. Teachers will begin to look at you and go, ooh, She's got something special. He's got something incredible. Parents, imagine what our kids would look like if we really allowed Jesus to be in our parenting. Our kids would be formidable. And that's my prayer over my kids, even though that means they're awake. But for us as a house, for us as a church, Imagine, imagine what happens if in our ordinary state, we just said, Jesus, come and use us. Come and do something different. Come and do something new through us. Like what we've done before is great, but there's bigger. We can't just wait for new churches to be planted. One Church Bristol, we've got to be willing to expand too. And so where you're at this morning, I'm going to ask... Two things of you. Would you stand with me? For those of you that have seen it, you may feel like Captain America or Steve Rogers. He was a scrawny little man. He would get beaten up because he would stand up for people even though he had no strength. And yet something got injected into him that the comic book says he went and won World War II. Stories, right? But this morning, you may be feeling like that Steve Rogers, scrawny, too small. You might be willing to fight, but not have the means to. You might be willing 
to step out, but not feel like you have the means to. You might be willing to, to go where God calls you, but not feel like you have the means to. Hey, there's this incredible super serum that you can receive. Let's change the analogy. Jesus is incredible. And many of us know this. Many of us have seen him work in our lives already. But I believe there is something new for every one of us this morning too. And so here's my prayer for me, for us, for you. Jesus, do something new in me. Do something new in us. Jesus, we thank you that you take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. We thank you for the example that Peter is to us. Just a bloke that said yes to you and the incredible things that we see happen through him. And this morning, God, we we bring ourselves in our ordinariness before you and say, Jesus, we love you. We surrender to you. everything that we are, we open ourselves up to you, Jesus, and say, come and use us. Come and do something in us, we pray. That we would see the extraordinary happen in our lives. We'd see the extraordinary happen in our families, in our relationships, in our workplaces. God, that we would see something extraordinary happen in the expansion of your church. And as individuals, we put our hands up and say, here we are, use us. Just for a moment where you're at, I want to ask you this question. What does stepping out of the ordinary look like for you? And what's the extraordinary that you can do with Jesus? Now, it doesn't matter if you're a kid, if you're like seven years old, or if you're the eldest person in the room. You can ask that question and God can and will still use you when you make yourself available. What's the extraordinary in your world? What does he want to do through you? And this morning I've made sweeping statements that we all know what this looks like. We've all encountered Jesus. But the truth is there may be people in this room that have never encountered Jesus. There may also be people in the room that have, but you've allowed that just to slip. And, and this morning you're just saying, Jesus, I need like a, a new shot of you. I need a new encounter with you and, and one that will last. This morning I'd love to pray for you if that's you, if you feel like, if you feel like you need that new new encounter with him this morning or if you've never encountered Jesus but you're like, I, I want some of that. I, I, 
I want the extraordinariness that comes with him. I'd love to pray for you, but in order for me to do that, every eye is closed in the room. I'd love you just to raise your hand. Show me that I'm praying for you. I want to speak into your life. I want to pray Jesus. And, And this is a response that you make and a prayer that you pray. Just pray after me. Jesus, I thank you that you are the Son of God. I thank you that you came, you died, and you rose again, and you did it all for me. And now I pray, would you fill me, give me this extraordinary boost that as I step out, incredible things will happen because of the partnership with you. In Jesus' name. There's this call of expansion on one church. And like I say, it's not a thing that Simon is going to do with his team around him. It's what God's going to do with all of us. You have a role to play in that. And it may be that your role is here at Bristol and is focused on this location. But there are also opportunities for for every single one of us if that's where God's called us to, to break out of these four walls and to go and do something really exciting. But the most exciting thing to do is to partner with Jesus in your world right now. Take the first step, which is Jesus, come and work with me where I'm at and see what he will do in you. And I genuinely believe we will see incredible stories in this place. Hey.